Hey, live from AC Second listeners, this is Sam Mulberry with our summer podcast series. This series is based on my spring 2018 sabbatical project in which I interviewed 15 faculty who won the Bethel University Faculty Excellence Award for Teaching. As part of this project, I created long-form video interviews with these people to talk about the art and craft of teaching, to talk about how they became teachers, how they think about teaching, how they think about education and interacting with students. So I want to share these full interviews with you throughout the course of this summer. If you're interested in watching these interviews, you can go to cwcradio.wordpress.com and look under the teaching project. If you want to watch the feature-length documentary, Why We Teach, which is based on this interview series, you can also find that at cwcradio.wordpress.com. We'll be dropping interviews from this series onto the podcast feed throughout this summer. Our interview today is with Patrice Conrath, the Faculty Excellence Award for Teaching winner from 1996. I'm Patrice Conrath. I teach in the Math and Computer Science Department. Um, I started in 1988 and taught for one year and then came back um, in 1990 and have been here since then. I also have a bunch of other roles, um, including the Director of Advising for CAS, and I work with the Academic Enrichment and Support Center, um, in particular with Math Lab. I fell into teaching. I never intended to be a teacher. My parents are both teachers, so I didn't think I wanted to be <laughs> like my parents. I was good at math and science and grew up in Rochester, Minnesota, so then you should do something medical um, if you're good at math and science. So I thought I was going to be an optometrist because I didn't really like anything that was um, too gory, so I didn't want to be a physician um, or a surgeon or anything like that, and I thought an optometrist would be good. So I was a student at Bethel and was a math and chemistry double major and did that for two years and also took a little bit of biology, and that's what made me kind of change pathways uh, when I took that general biology class uh, because it was a lot of memorization and I was finding that I really enjoyed problem solving and enjoyed math in particular in those classes and so that's after two years I dropped the double major uh, with math and chemistry and instead focused on math um, but I picked up a little bit of physics as well, took that as a junior and really enjoyed that. So I enjoyed both the theoretical aspects of math and also um, the applications. So at Bethel, in fact, my freshman year, I took a college writing class and my professor there pinpointed me and said, you'd be a really good professor. And I kind of poo-pooed that and thought it would be really boring. So. It was just kind of maybe my first thought towards being a professor, but I, I didn't think that I would like to do that. Um, so when I was done at Bethel, I just knew I wanted to learn more. Um, I really enjoyed math and science, but I didn't really know what I wanted to do. So I went on to grad school in math and really enjoyed it. I also there had a unique opportunity. The grad students there um, didn't do just um, help sessions or recitations, but instead were 
complete instructors for courses. So they handed us a textbook and gave us a class and we were the prof for that class and did everything from creating the lectures to creating exams, um, having office hours and just acting like a regular um, professor would at Bethel. Um, and I just loved that and um, really excelled there. Students enjoyed um, my courses and I really enjoyed doing that. Um, but still wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I was thinking I was going to end up in industry. Um, and so I just completed a master's in math with some applications as well towards sciences. Um, I took a course in operations research then as well and really enjoyed that field. So I thought I still was headed towards some application of math. Um, but Bethel, the year I came back to Minnesota after grad school, had a one-year teaching position um, as a sabbatical replacement open up. And so I um, ended up filling that position and then that's when I really fell in love with teaching and really loved the difference of teaching at Bethel as opposed to teaching in a university environment um, because I could freely talk about my faith as well and add that component. So that's when some of the pieces came together. Um, however, it was a one-year position, so I couldn't um, continue here at Bethel. And um, at that time, University of Minnesota wasn't a good place to be going to get a PhD in math. Um, so I just went back to school again because um, I still was a little bit wandering and wondering what I was going to do. Um, so I actually got a second master's and this one was in transportation engineering. So that helped me to see some more applications and ways that mathematics and science are applied to a particular discipline of transportation engineering. Um, but again, kind of God led my path that year um, and I, my husband and I became pregnant with our first child. So some of the positions that I was interviewing for in transportation engineering would have taken me around the world. Um, one in particular was to Saudi Arabia, which I thought wouldn't be great with a newborn. Um, and so that year was when Bethel added um, math as a requirement in their gen ed. Before that, they had just used a math exam. Um, so they added a position and asked me to return, uh, which I did and have been there here ever since. I was, I found out later, very overly conscientious student. <laughs> I had that even in my elementary report cards uh, where the teachers would say that she was very, Patrice is very conscientious. Um, and that carried over into Bethel as a student. I had one of my best friends um, is now a physician and um, she and I would go over and, and study like crazy for exams together. Um, so I worked really hard. And um, that was kind of my biggest surprise. My first year of teaching was that there was no one else like me <laughs> and my friend Paula. Uh, we were quite unique students um, in how much time we put into courses and how much studying that we did together. Um, so I really enjoyed um, learning and loved my time at Bethel. And I think that that really influenced me as well. Bethel teachers really influenced me quite a bit. and. Um, Stan Anderson was one my very first semester at Bethel who um, I had a Christian moral ethics class that really pushed me and challenged me and it was so interesting to see the great diversity of Christian thinkers 
um, that all love the Lord and have very different ideas about different social issues. So I just loved that class and loved learning. Some of um, the other classes were um, theology um, by Roger Olson. Loved that class, just loved learning. So I guess I was also a great lover of learning um, and enjoyed all of the different courses that I took um, at my time at Bethel as well. So one of the things that was quite interesting to me was that I didn't have very many female role models um, at Bethel. For my whole time in all of my courses, I only had one female teacher for a communications class. Um, Faith Chalmers was my only female um, instructor. So that was kind of interesting to me. I didn't really think about that much until later on. Um, I had a very influential um, female math professor in grad school as well, and those were my only two female uh, instructors that I had, um, one at Bethel and one in grad school. Um, so it was really interesting to have that very articulate female math professor, professor in grad school um, and she influenced me quite a bit to see um, that I could be a strong articulate woman in math and sciences um, because I hadn't seen that modeled at all. Um, so she was quite influential in my life and kind of gave me confidence as well. Um, because that, I guess, was another thing that I struggled with when I became a new teacher. And one of the first things that I felt I had to do was kind of um, win over my students um, because it was a very male-dominated field. Um, there weren't very many females um, in mathematics. And so I always felt like I had to be on my A game at the beginning or the first few weeks of a semester to really win over all of my students, in particular my male students, um, because they hadn't seen that modeled as well. Um, so some of those instructors were influential with that aspect. Um, but I had a lot of other instructors that influenced me. Um, I really enjoyed some of the professors at Bethel who not only cared about me as a mathematician or a scientist, but also cared about me as a person. I remember one of my chemistry profs gave me a little book um, called Victory in Christ, I think. I don't even remember what the content was, but it was very influential to me as a young um, thinker um, trying to sort out my own faith that this person in chemistry would also care about my life as a Christian. Um, so that was very impactful that he would even give me that book. Um, and another book um, was given to me from someone in admissions because I was on the admissions teams giving tours. Um, so they gave me my utmost for his highest, which I set aside for a while and then picked up later. Um, so that was very influential um, as well that these professors not only cared about their discipline and were very articulate and wise and these people I admired for being so um, brilliant, yet they also cared about my character and cared about me as a person um, and helped to form me into the person that I was as a Christ follower as well as um, helping me within their discipline. I saw that in um, Dr. Greenlee, he's still Dr. Greenlee to me. Um, in modern physics, he, I think, to the very end of his teaching, I heard from other students, he would take the very first part of the class and, and read the screw, screw tape letters. Um, so it was very, that really was interesting to me that 
um, this professor cared so much about us as people that he wouldn't just dive into the course content, which was very hard and a difficult class, but he would set aside this time um, to read the screw tape letters and care about other aspects of our lives. So all of those professors influenced me not only by helping me to become a strong mathematician or scientist, but also um, to form my character and to help me to see um, all of these different ways that they followed Christ. There were some good things about being a new teacher. It was good that I was young so I could connect with them. My favorite thing to do when I was teaching um, at the University of Oklahoma, um, it was big enough there that I would just come in on the first day and walk in and I would sit amongst the students and I'd talk to people next to me and say, oh, what do you think this class is going to be like? And, and just kind of blend in and talk with them. And then when it was time to start the class, I'd walk up and, and go to the front and the person who I'd been talking to kind of gasped, <laughs> who was that? Oh, that was the prof. Um, so it was easy to connect with students. And I really enjoyed that because I could connect with them and understand them and, um, and listen to them. Um, that's what they appreciated as well. Um, there I had quite a few conversations in my office with students. Um, and they would even turn towards faith conversations that I didn't start. It was just that I would listen to them. And this was at the University of Oklahoma, so I was in the Bible Belt. So they were used to people kind of cramming um, things down their throat. I remember one student in particular, um, this was back in the Shirley MacLaine days, and he was really following after that philosophy, and he was going on and talking about how he was so interested in it, and he'd read these books, and was telling me all about it, and. After about 15 minutes, he stopped and was really curious. He said, wow, you're the first person that's listened to me um, talk about what I think. What do you think? And he truly wanted to know. Um, so I've found that in all of my teaching that I can connect a lot of times with students, that I care about them, that I'll listen to them. Um, and uh, that was a strength early on as well. Um, I think I was... Um, I lacked confidence at the beginning. Um, I remember coming to Bethel and having these big empty shelves <laughs> and there were no books on those shelves. And you see somebody like G.W. Carlson with all of the books and all of the knowledge. So I felt very intimidated, I think also because I was coming back and um, working amongst people that I admired um, and working with colleagues that I had had as a student. Um, I felt very intimidated. Um, so I think at the beginning I also lacked some confidence um, as to am I going to be able to do this and can I live up to um, the level that I've seen in some of my other colleagues. So that's probably how I was early on. And I went to a lot of conferences. I was really seeking out conferences about teaching and it was a really exciting time in particular in the area of calculus. Um, early on we were going through something called calculus reform and we were looking at how can we best teach calculus and how can we best help students to understand um, this body of knowledge of calculus. So it was a real exciting time. There were all kinds of listservs that I was on and we would be debating different 
um, areas and thinking about how we should best teach them, kind of throwing out a lot of the old ways of teaching things and thinking about how could we change this. So um, that was really exciting and it was great to go to different conferences and talk with different people um, and also really interact with my colleagues within my department. Um, we made a real effort to be thinking about these things together. Um, so we spent quite a bit of time thinking about how do we teach and, and are our textbooks doing the best job or should we be changing textbooks to, to best um, teach students. Um, so it was a real exciting time that way. And I think also just talking with other professors really helped and encouraged me. Um, there were professors from a lot of different disciplines that I think influenced me. Um, some people helped me to relax, like Bob Weaver from business, he'd <laughs> walk down the hall and um, just tell me to relax and, and help me to um, just pause and, and be okay with how things were going. Other people really influenced me as a young woman and a young mother. Um, so that was really important, I think, early on. Um, Virginia Lettinga was influential in that and helped me um, to understand how I could combine those roles. Um, Mary Ellen Ashcroft as well, just thinking about how can you be a woman and be a professor. Um, and Mike Holmes, too, was really influential in that area. Um, I can remember in particular one day um, my son had been really late to, to walk. Um, he hadn't taken his, his first steps and I had been with him at home all summer and I came back and it was um, the faculty workshop days and wouldn't you know, um, as I had just come back to teach my in-laws called and said that my son had taken his first steps and I had missed them. So I kind of was just, oh man, Lord, is this what I should be doing? I just missed my son's first steps. Um, so I kind of wandered upstairs from my office, was just kind of wandering the halls and I ran into Mike Holmes and he said, and I talked with him and just said, oh my goodness, I just missed my son's first steps. And he said, oh wow, wasn't that a great gift you could give to your in-laws? And he's, he's just such a bright person, but he used those, that intellect to help me also just as a person and to just begin to accept who I was as both a mother and a professor and how God was using both of those roles and how I could kind of rest in both of those roles and be okay um, and have a new mindset as to, oh wow, yeah, that is right. That was a gift that I could give to my in-laws. Isn't that awesome that they were there to observe my son's first steps? And isn't it awesome I'm here and interacting with students and helping them um, to become all who God wants them to be. So there were people that not only influenced my craft of teaching as we interacted as a department, but also, helped me to kind of settle into being a teacher and being okay with that role um, as a woman, as a mother, as a professor, um, kind of becoming the wholeness of that and settling into that um, myself, which was really important. I have thought about teaching and how we're teachers all the time and 
what we do in the classroom is really important and we need to be thinking about that and um, really making the most of those classroom experiences. But I've also found that I'm a teacher all the time um, in how I interact with students. And so I, I think that I've had some major impacts on students by working with them as my TAs or working with them as being tutors as well. Um, because you're interacting with them kind of when you're just yourself and you're in your office and they see the true you. Um, they see how you interact with with life and with your discipline. So they get to see kind of a deeper look into who you are as a person, how you're balancing your different roles, how you're integrating your faith into your life, how you live that out, how you act under stress, how you manage tasks. So um, I've had students come back later and tell me that just even how I do to-do lists or how I manage tasks or how I lived different aspects of my life were very influential on them. Um, also, that gives you moments to talk about your faith um, and talk about things that they're struggling with and listen to them. Um, so some of those conversations are really important and might be some of the most important conversations they have while they're at Bethel. So I've appreciated being a teacher to TAs and tutors and being able to impact their lives um, in these informal and more formal settings and then beyond Bethel as well. Um, because I've had many conversations with alumni going out for coffee, continuing faith conversations that we've started or life conversations or balancing um, being a mom and being a professional. Um, just lots of different areas of life that I've been able to continue conversations with TAs that I've developed a more personal relationship with. Being at a Christian liberal arts college has really been wonderful for me as opposed to when I previously taught at, in a university setting. It allows me to be my whole self um, and to be able to bring my faith um, into it and not have to separate that off. So being able to be holistic in how you talk about things, um, being able to naturally insert um, pieces related to your faith, being able to be transparent with students and talk about what's going on in my life and how my relationship with the Lord is so important. Um, being able to speak freely about those things has, has just been wonderful um, and has allowed me to be my whole self. I also just love being in a liberal arts institution. Um, I previously thought teaching would be boring. It's never boring for multiple reasons, but one of the reasons is because we have such incredible colleagues um, that can press us and challenge us and help to form us further. Um, and so I love the multifaceted um, attribute of a liberal arts institution because it also kind of frees you to recognize that the development of the student isn't up to me. We're all a team and we're all adding all of these different aspects to the student. Um, it also kind of allows you to relax a little bit. I might not be the person that connects especially with a particular student. There might be somebody else in a different class that's going to really be able to connect with that student and help them to grow in the ways that God wants them to grow. Um, so it's also freeing to be in a community like this because you understand that 
there's a lot of different people that are going to connect with different students in different ways. Um, so I appreciate all of the different pieces that people bring to this community as well. Students should study math because of two different ways of thinking about it. There's the theoretical part of math, um, all of the structure, there's the beauty of math. Um, it's just amazing how things all fit together um, and how we can discover some of the things that I believe God created and we can discover and try to um, model and understand um, so we can have a deeper understanding of God when we can model some of his creation, but yet we're so limited and we're only seeing a piece of it. So it also explodes our view of God and helps us to understand how infinite and amazing that he is because we can only begin to start to grasp some of those pieces. So the theoretical side of math is really exciting um, because it's beautiful and because it helps us to understand God um, further as well. And then the applied part of mathematics is also wonderful uh, because it allows us to um, serve. And so I really love uh, one of the classes that I teach called Operations Research because we're able to work on some projects that help us to um, do kingdom work. So it's really exciting. I've had students in that class say it's the first time they've really seen how they could be a mathematician or a computer scientist and do some things that would really make a difference um, in the kingdom of God. So that's fun to couple those things together and be able to help them to develop some skills that they can go on to um, use for whatever God has for them next. We want our students to be well-rounded Christ followers, and so they need to develop all of the different areas of their lives. Um, they need to understand where we've come from and some of the history and um, build upon what's come before them. So being able to be in CWC and understand some of that is so important. Um, they need to understand their theology and the Bible, so having all of those courses also gives them this wonderful foundation to build their lives on. They need to um, understand the arts and be able to appreciate that and to be able to interact with people in, in different ways and to also just be able to think. Um, so all of these different parts of the liberal arts help students to think and to think in different ways. And as a mathematician, you need to be a problem solver. Um, so to be a good problem solver, you've got to have this multifaceted foundation um, to build upon. And you also have to be able to interact with a lot of different types of people. Um, so to be able to understand people and where they're coming from and see the different lenses and kind of to be maybe um, jerked out of um, a particular pathway that they might be going in because they might just think in a particular way and to see, oh wow, somebody is thinking about this in a totally different way. Um, that's very helpful to make the person a more robust problem solver um, and to help them to be able to think more critically, think more broadly, um, to be able to do their own work and also to interact with other people that they'll encounter um, in their lives. Teaching is never boring and you will never follow a particular set of steps. Um, so 
when I initially thought of teaching and dismissed it as an occupation, I thought it would be boring, but I have never been bored. Um, every semester is different. Every class has its own personality. Um, so it always takes creativity, so it's an art. Um, because each class will provide unique challenges and, and will have this unique personality that you're going to have to shift and change some of your techniques to be able to uh, break through to that particular group of students um, to work with them. So it's never boring. It takes a lot of creativity. Um, but there are some pieces that are like a science as well. There are some pieces that um, kind of through experimentation and through trial and error, you go through and find and refine and can see, oh, this is working. Um, so the experimentation maybe is a piece that makes it like a science, um, that you're going to be trying different things and that you should be trying different things. Um, and then you're going to take in that data, the response from the students, and make some shifts and changes and keep refining things and moving on from there. Uh, but since student culture is changing, you're never going to get to the end of that process. And so it will never be boring and you will always be continuing to experiment and try things and learn from others um, and continue to refine uh, your skills as a teacher. Some words that kind of came to mind as I thought about my teaching style and some of the pieces that I think are really important um, in my teaching and that really connect with students um, are that I'm clear. Um, so having clarity, um, really thinking through what you're going to do and how you're going to present it is really important. So being clear is important. Um, being caring is also important. So it's interesting, these are all C words. Um, so clear, being caring. So having students really understand that you care really breaks down some and surprises students sometimes. Um, so I find that even in student emails, um, if a student has a crisis, that you can say that you really care about them. Or when they come to your office hours and you talk about their lives or what they're interested in, sometimes that can make a big difference and can make an impact on a student just being caring and them understanding you really care about them as a person and you care about what they care about. Um, then connecting was another C word. Um, uh, connecting is important. Helping students make connections um, and see how everything fits together. So I like to give an overview of the course at the beginning um, to show what the, the course is going to involve in the major units. And then I'll return to that at every unit change so that students again remember this whole um, big edifice that we're creating so that they understand the connections between all of the pieces and where they are in a course. So um, making connections is really important to me as well and helping students to understand and how they should make connections. Um, another last important piece of teaching I thought is being concrete is important. Um, giving some hooks or ways that students can connect into a concept. So giving them some visual concrete um, pieces that they're going to remember. For example, I always use um, Pringles potato chips um, to talk about a particular way that some functions behave. Um, if you look at a Pringle, you'll see that it has one piece 
part of it that is what we call concave up, where it, it sh is shaped like a cup like this way. And then another part of it, if you look at the chip, um, is concave down. And in the center of a Pringle is something that we call a saddle point. So I bring in Pringles and have students look at a Pringle and understand this, and they will never forget what a saddle point is because they can always remember a Pringle. So as many times as I can, I like to give concrete examples and physical reminders that will help students connect um, a concept that might be hard to grasp um, with some sort of physical piece. I love calculus too and teach that quite a bit because it has a great variety of, of concepts in it. And so that's a really fun class to teach um, because it's kind of a hard class for students as well. So I like to try to simplify it and make it really clear and fun um, and help students to appreciate the different topics that are in Calculus too. It also is kind of the first time that students are coming to a point where their math is not contrived, but it, there are some really real applications that um, are connecting to the various disciplines that they might be in. Um, for example, some medical applications or something that's an environmental application uh, that they can start to see that, oh, I'm not doing this, why do I need math? And, and train A is gonna hit train B, when is that gonna happen? These problems that they don't care about. Um, instead, they start to see this variety of applications that will hopefully connect with something that they're interested in, um, and they can see that I'm really doing some math that's gonna connect with them. Um, I also love to teach operations research, and operations research is a junior-senior level math course that math and computer science students can take um, for their applied math choice, and in that, class we always do a semester-long project that's a real-world uh, project and so this is a really fun project that students can begin to see how hard it is to solve problems in the real world um, so even just starting to comprehend what is the problem um, because until that point a lot of their problems have just been written up in a textbook um, so getting the problem has been easy because it's just been handed to them um, so working with a real-life client and starting to see oh wow it's really hard to even just ascertain what is your problem and and trying to get that into a well-written problem description um, so that the client and the class can work through that problem together. So it really pushes them um, to become a little bit more holistic. They have to work in teams, so they learn teamwork. They have to communicate well with uh, the clients, so they're learning communication skills. Um, they have to be organized and work on teams. I have a management structure, so they learn how to work within that type of structure. Um, so it's a really great class that pushes students to use their math and computer science skills, but also start to learn how they might do that in an environment working with other people. Um, and they're also intrigued with how they could use math and computer science to do, do some good in the world, um, which, which students now really appreciate. I've found that students are becoming more socially aware. They're really um, wanting to work with um, justice issues. And so they've kind of thought, oh, I can think about those things and talk about those things in other classes. So it's really fun and impactful 
uh, to them to see, oh wow, I could use my math and computer science to um, help with some social justice issue. Uh, for example, last fall our, our project was focused on helping um, a missionary in Nepal work on a Feed My Starving Children type packing um, model uh, because they wanted to bring in um, some students who would be in a Bible school and they would kind of pay for their tuition by working in this Feed My Starving Children packing plant. Um, and the reason that they needed that is because there is poverty there and lack of food. And so people just culturally have grown up to know that when you're um, young girls reach about age 10 or 12, um, that's the time to sell them. Um, so there's human trafficking going on there. So that was a very complex and interesting project for us to not only think about how am I going to optimize this food packing process, but to think about all of the different issues that surround that type of project, um, which are very complex. Um, how is the missionary going to do this and how are they going to use um, um, the people from Nepal to work in this environment? How is that going to be different than if this were in the U.S.? Um, a U.S. Feed My Starving Children packing plant will be very different than one that's in Nepal. So how will I think about this model here in Nepal? Um, so it was a very complex and rich project and it was wonderful. So I love teaching that class because it not only teaches them several important mathematical models, uh, but also stretches students to think about how they could think about their future career and how that might impact um, people um, in other countries or um, in other places and how they can um, think a little bit more broadly about how they might use their skills to serve the Lord. My favorite classroom is a class that will be very interactive. Um, way back when, when faculty were evaluating me as a graduate student teacher, they said that I was a very Socratic teacher. I love to go back and forth with students and have a very interactive class. So, for example, I had one um, colleague who had had a particular group of students in Calc 1 that said, oh, this was a terrible Calc 1 class because there were some students that would sit in the back and goof off. Um, so I had this class in Calc 2, and these were some scientists, so they might not have really understood or appreciated mathematics as much as I did. But I loved it, and I loved them, and I kind of flipped those goof-off students into my best students. They were the ones that would interact with me. Um, so they were the ones that would speak up. Um, so I really enjoyed talking with them in class and getting them to ask me questions, getting them to kind of banter back and forth with me. Um, so that actually ended up being one of my most delightful classes. Um, so I kind of liked the students who maybe aren't as interested in math because they might be some of the most vocal students and will actually make a class really interesting and exciting. Um, so I love to teach a class that has a variety of students in it, especially if I can get them to interact with me um, because they make the class a lot more rich and will help other students learn um, because they're asking some of the questions that 
another student might have been afraid to ask. Um, so I, I love having a variety of students and love interacting with them and trying to pull them out um, and interact with me um, because it gets more into the student mindset so that they can be asking some of the questions that my, I might not have thought of um, and can make the class time a lot more rich um, and a lot more helpful to a variety of students um, because I can get into their mind and see the things that they're struggling with. So I enjoy having a variety of students in class at a variety of different levels and coming from a variety of different viewpoints um, because if I can get them to talk with me it makes the class a lot more rich. Students who take calculus kind of understand that they're going to need this. Um, so they might hate it, but they kind of understand, oh, I might need, need to know this. So I, um, one of the ways that I kind of keep myself fresh as a teacher is I go back periodically and take a course um, in simulation in particular because that's an area that continues to change. Um, so that's been super helpful to me to go back and take um, that class at the U of M. Uh, because it reminds me what it's like to be a student. Um, and so I gain that aspect as well, just kind of getting back in their shoes again. Um, but it also keeps me fresh in that um, area. So I am keeping up in the area of simulation. Um, but one of, the, one of the things that I was amazed at when I took a simulation course once um, in a non-math department, it was in an engineering um, department, and the professor was just flying through all of this mathematical material um, in this engineering course. And the students around me were kind of frantically writing things down. And I just was very thankful that I was a calculus professor because all of this material was really fresh. Um, but I love that notebook because I will sometimes bring that notebook to the first day of class for a calculus class and show students this was an engineering course and the professor really expected people to understand and know their mathematics and I'll flip the pages and show them some integrals and some limits and and different problems that we were just kind of quickly taking notes on and and the the students needed that knowledge to be able to go on and do um, something that they might think is non-mathematical but had these mathematical underpinnings that were really important. Um, so actually physically showing students that notebook, I'll project it up, um, kind of helps students to see, oh, I really should pay attention. I'm going to need to know some of these concepts in the future. Um, so that's one way is just showing them, yes, they're going to need to know some of this. Um, another way of working with students is just to help them become confident um, and being really clear in my teaching and helping them to see, oh yeah, I can do this. Um, and then just showing them a variety of ways that mathematics is applied. So trying to be really mindful of um, having a lot of variety in my presentation and having some applications that touch a variety of different disciplines so that they can see uh, that mathematics does connect into a, a large variety of disciplines um, that might connect with their world. I think it's really important to develop relationships with students. Um, sometimes that can help them even to move to the next step. 
um, and help them to have confidence um, so that they will work hard in your class. So caring about students is really important. Um, and I'll sometimes see that when I've connected with a student in an office hour and talked with them a little bit, they might be a little bit more lively in class the next um, class period because they've connected with me um, outside of class and seen that I'm a real person and that I really care about them. Uh, so I think all of our interactions with students are really important both in and outside of class, uh, showing that we care about them as a, as a student and as a person, um, that we care about them as their whole self is also important. I hope that students would not only remember some of the mathematics, but also remember who I was as a person and that I cared about them as a person as well, uh, that I cared about them as a Christ follower and that that was fundamental and the most important central piece is that I wanted them to know Christ and follow Christ and use their gifts to glorify Him. Um, I give all of my students a rock at some point of the semester and so I um, always tell them that I hope that if they don't know Christ yet that they learn to know Christ and follow him and really seek him out and try to figure out that part of their uh, life while they're at Bethel, um, their relationship with Christ to know who he is and to um, learn to understand him as a solid central rock and solid place in their lives um, as they go on from Bethel. Uh, so one, uh, one gratifying moment for me was when a student came to me at graduation and they pulled out their rock and said, oh, I've had this in my pocket. And this was just some boy that I didn't really have a big connection with uh, a male student, um, young man. And so it was intriguing to me that I had had that impact on him. Um, so that, that was a success. Um, I had helped him to understand that kind of God is a solid foundation that we can build our lives on. Christ is the cornerstone of our lives that, we, that I hope that they'll build everything um, from. And so that's what I would hope for some of my former students, that they would remember that piece um, and that they would remember some of the things that they had learned from me, but also who I was as a person. For new teachers, I think I would tell them to give themselves some grace. I think I was really hard on myself as a new teacher, trying to be the best that I could be and trying to have every lecture be really important or every class experience be the best and have all of the different pedagogical elements and also um, be thinking about students. Um, give yourself some grace. Understand that, that you're going to be learning and refining your craft as a teacher. Um, through all of your years, however long that is at Bethel. Um, so give yourself some grace and um, don't expect that you can be all things to all students. Understand that we're a body of Christ here. We're a lot of different teachers that are going to meet each of your students in different ways. So one of your colleagues may connect better with a student than you could. So let them do that um, and relax and be who God called you to be and um, you'll impact some students that your colleagues won't impact as well. Um, so 
kind of relax in that um, and let yourself be the teacher that you are and who God called you to be. For students, I would say a couple of things. One is to work hard and to make the most of this time at Bethel because it's a really unique, rich moment that you're going to have to have all of these different experiences and all the different courses. So keep your eyes open um, and take in all of these different courses um, to make time in your life to be able to um, really thoroughly enjoy the courses. So if you needed to step back a little bit on your work or some of your other um, pieces in your life to make room um, to really be able to make the most of the experience that you're going to have um, and to really grow in the ways that God wants you to grow during that time. For Bethel, I would just say to stay on mission, um, to not get too scattered, but to stay uh, focused on the mission and the calling that we have to prepare Christ followers um, to be whole and holy uh, and to keep that kind of as our central focus. So I would encourage Bethel to stay on mission.